What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. Remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. And tonight, we will talk about the three players and coaches that must show up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in order to advance to the next round. And we'll, we won't lose time tonight. We won't lose time. Let me fire this question up in the chat. Let me know what you guys think about this. About this. Uh, who is the most important Cowboy versus the Tampa Bay Bucks? Who, do you, who is number one on your list? Who is number one on your list against the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers? It can be someone from offense, someone from defense, someone from the coaching staff. And spoiler alert, mine is from the coaching staff. And of course, uh, with a side note, the quarterback is always the most important player of the game. But I wanted to change it up and go with somebody else for this show in particular. But let's see some of your answers here really quickly. Uh, Micah Parsons for Corey. Mark goes with Dak. Uh, Parsons is Albert. Uh, Carlos Guzman says six slash Pollard. So the running backs. The QBs is Jeff Clark. Triggs goes with De'Ron Bland. And that is an interesting one because he's probably facing Chris Godwin, I assume. I mean, I guess the door is open for a surprise change and maybe having... De'Ron Bland playing outside, but that would be somewhat of a long shot, I guess. Uh, Clayton goes Dak without a doubt. John Jones goes with Dak, of course. And speaking of John Jones, UFC fans, congratulations on finally uh, having the A. John Jones fight scheduled. Uh, shout out to all of you. Ladies and gentlemen, here's mine. I'm going to go with Dan Quinn as my number one player, cowboy, excuse me, that must show up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if the Cowboys are to advance the divisional round. Here is why. Listen, the Cowboys' pass defense is my biggest concern heading into Monday night. I am more concerned about the pass defense than I am about the offensive line, than I am about the offensive play calling, all of that. My biggest concern is that since week 14, when Anthony Brown went down injured, the Cowboys have been the 29th pass defense in the NFL per EPA per play, as measured by Ben Baldwin's website, runningbacksdon'tmatter.com. And it's not only that the Cowboys are giving up big plays, because if you also look into success rate, the Cowboys are 28th against the pass, defensively speaking. And to me, this comes down to the Cowboys not having a clear answer at cornerback from a talent perspective because Jordan Lewis went down injured and, you know, that leaves the Cowboys with fewer choices to respond to Anthony Brown's injury. In other words, they are running out of corners, pretty much. Their plan B, Kelvin Joseph, didn't work out. Trayvon Mullen is ruled out for this one. So it really comes down to Nashawn Wright and Xavier Rhodes, who has yet to play a single snap with a star on his helmet. So knowing that the Cowboys don't really have the personnel to really fire back and fix the secondary, 
it all comes down to me to, you know, what is Dan Quinn's adjustment? And that is not to say that Dan Quinn is suddenly not the defensive coordinator that we all love. He definitely is. He has definitely turned this defense around since he got to Dallas. And he's led one of the best defenses in the NFL for the past couple of years. But, you know, there's got to be something on that game plan, whether it's two high safeties for most of the game, which would be kind of a deviation from what the Cowboys usually do with cover one defenses, with cover three looks as well. Do they help their cornerbacks out, especially those on the outside, with some safety help? Or do they maybe change things up and have Trayvon Diggs follow Mike Evans around, which has not been done a lot by the Cowboys this season? Trayvon Diggs has played the vast majority of the snaps on the same side of the field all season long. So having him shadow Mike Evans, even in this situation, would be different from what the Cowboys normally do? Or maybe does it involve a surprise move and having Bland start on the outside and maybe get a nickel safety or a nickel cornerback against Chris Godwin, which would be a major risk in my opinion, but something that the Cowboys can do defensively has to fall on Dan Quinn, in my opinion. So he is, to me, the most important Cowboy heading into this game. I realize maybe I am cheating a little bit because I'm going with a coach, not with a player. But to me, that is the story of this game. How do you hide the biggest problem on your team? And that will fall on, on Dan Quinn. Or, you know, at the very least, you don't even have to fix your defense entirely. But how do you come up with those takeaways against one of the smartest quarterbacks in the game right now and probably the greatest of all time? Let's see here. Uh, shout out to all of you in the chat. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Let's see here. Uh, so seeing some, some of your comments here. Joel Wilson says, our defensive backs is questionable. That's why we're going to have to score. And that is true. This one's looking like an over kind of game for me. I don't know if for you too. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The Bengals turned the ball over. And the Ravens might have a shot here to, to take a lead. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. Tom down his burner account. Toxic Tom says, run up the A-gap, only crawl routes, and feature Noah Brown. That's obviously a sarcastic comment by my guy, Toxic Tom. Shout out to you, sir. Welcome into the show. Who else here? We definitely need to be changed to show up, says Jeff Clark. Pollard, for sure, says Stephen Robinson. Run the ball, says John Jones over at Facebook. Uh, Inez goes with Dak as, as, as her X-factor there. Putting the shot up against Evan, he is long, says Corey. Oh, that's an interesting one. Hey, listen, he might, hey, Dan Queen might change things up. I don't know if I love that personally. Let me block a Facebook spammer here really quickly. Uh, I don't know if, if I am in love with that plan, Corey, because I, I would just love having Trayvon Diggs and Mike Evans most of the game, best on best. That would be an interesting that would be an interesting changeup for the defense. I, I think, I think that I think that Trayvon Diggs might find himself in some shadow situations against Mike Evans tomorrow night. 
And I think that Dayron Bland is definitely one of the most important players on this game as well. Because as I said earlier in the week, yeah, Mike Evans is the guy that might provide the home runs for Tom Brady and the Bucs. He might be the guy with over 1,100 yards for the season. But he's at 77 catches while Chris Godwin is at over 100. And even though Brady targets Godwin in underneath routes and maybe no, not these deep shots, he is that easy button for their offense. And he's going to be on Dayron Bland most of the game. And that is definitely one of those situations in which I am a little bit nervous about Dayron Bland too. We, we have talked a lot about outside cornerback, and that is the biggest issue on this team. But man, Bland is going to have to also show up on this game. So let's stay tuned for that. Come on, Toxic Tom. Come on. <laughs> I don't believe you, Toxic Tom. Toxic Tom says, Mo, I got a bonus from work. I put 500 on a two-leg parlay, took the Giants and the Bucks with the points, one down. Toxic Tom, I don't believe you, man. I don't believe you. And, and if you did, that's only an emotional hedge. That's only an emotional hedge. Toxic Tom, you, you care too much about this team, man. You care too much about this team, even though you, you hide it with some with some sarcasm in the comments. I know it. I know it. <laughs> Russell says, Box can only score 20 points a game if we stop over. It's, it, it, if, we, if we stop over 20, it's over, says uh, Russell. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to number two here. My number one cowboy that must show up has to be Dan Queen. Let's get to number two, though, really quickly. And maybe we're getting into the obvious portion of the show, but give me Micah Parsons. And here is my angle. Here is why I am bringing Micah Parsons up, even though it is somewhat of an obvious answer. We act like Micah Parsons is not getting the job done anymore. And listen, sacks might have decreased, and maybe the Cowboys are not getting as many QB hits as we would like them to have. But Micah Parsons finished the year with a true argument at Defensive Player of the Year. He's not going to win it. That race is over. The All-Pro votes are out. And Nick Bosa was also named a first-team All-Pro with more votes to show off. That means that the same voters that will vote for the NFL awards will not give Micah the Defensive Player of the Year. But he has a true argument for it. He was tied with Bosa at number one with 90 QB pressures. He was number one in pass rush win rate in the NFL. He is the sixth most double-teamed pass rusher in the entire NFL. That's according to Seth Walder's analytics over at Twitter. Shout out to him. You should follow him for sure. And here is somewhat of the secret someone of the uh, of the secret sauce to this conversation and this is where i lose somewhat of my analytical way of looking at things and looking at numbers and all of that this is a gut feeling i am going to allow myself to show some you know pure emotion and gut feeling here but micah might have that daddy power man 
he he had his daughter over the weekend according to his social media that is why he missed practice at the end of the week that was a personal reason and i don't know mike trout when he when he had his uh baby came back in eight games hit six home runs for the la angels we might have a similar situation in our hands here i think that michael parsons goes off against the tampa bay bucks plus you know it's the playoffs Second consecutive year being named as, the, as a first-team All-Pro. That is the first time for a new player in the league in back-to-back -back years since Lawrence Taylor. Give me Michael Parsons in a huge day. And even if he's in the guy getting sacks, free up enough of the interior defensive linemen to do their work or maybe give us some of those looks that we've seen all season with Micah and the Marcus Lawrence on the on the same side of the defensive line in order to isolate D-Law on the box left guard, Nick Leverett, who might play injured in this game. He has been limited all week as well in practice. I think that he even missed one of the practices. Uh, Robert Hainsey, the center, has been limited all week as well. So give me Micah Parsons being a force and showing off that daddy power tomorrow. And last but not least, and by the way, let me know in the chat, how many sacks do you think Micah Parsons uh, is going to have tomorrow? Let me know. Or if you think that he's going to go without a sack, that's also fair. Oh, snap. Jonah Williams, left tackle for the Bengals, is going to the locker room. That would be two starting offensive linemen remaining for Cincinnati in this game. Oh, man, that's bad. That's bad. Excuse me for the parenthesis. And, of course, the Ravens botch a, a, a... Oh, my God. There is no way Snoop Hundley just did that. Snoop Hundley just channeled his inner Tony Romo, escaping the pressure and doing some magic over there. I, okay, anyways, back to the show. I'm sorry. It, it's the playoffs. I know that you're watching, too. I know that you are watching, too. Okay, let's see. Micah. Two sacks is Joel Wilson. Oh, my God. Yes, let's go. Robert goes with two sacks. Micah gets home three times as PZ. Zero for Tom Downey. Brett goes with three. You know what? I am keeping it I am keeping it on, on the, on the low-key side of things, but I'm grabbing one sack. One sack for Micah Parsons. More on that later, too, by the way, because I'm going to give you the best bet of the week as we have done all season long. We went 13 and 4 in the in the regular season but now i am going to also give you three player pro props that i like and i'm going to give you the odds and everything three cowboys player props that i like Corey says Xavier Rhodes is active i think that he will play a key factor i also think that man, man he might start like all kidding aside and i know this might sound crazy because he has not played with the cowboys yet but he Xavier Rhodes might start tomorrow night. Let's not rule that possibility out. Okay, so Michael Parsons was number two. Uh, stats for, for those of you who are joining the show, who are the three players. The number one Cowboy that must show up against the Tampa Bay Bucks was Dan Quinn. Number two was Michael Parsons. And then number three on the obvious side of things, once more, I'm sorry, but it is true. We got to go with QB Dak Prescott. Here's what I wanted to say about Dak Prescott, though. Here is what I wanted to say. 
It might not be fair, but the Cowboys are living in a world in which they need Dak Prescott to show up. It might not be fair. I think it is not fair, actually. Here's what I mean. And we can go back all the way back into March, too. And we can talk about how the Cowboys could have paid Amari Cooper and they didn't. Could have kept paying Amari Cooper. It's not like he needed a new deal, either. They could have kept even Lyle Collins and say, you know what? We have some depth with Terrence Steele. They could have done all of that. They could have kept Cedric Wilson. They didn't. And within the season, they could be more aggressive on early downs. They could be saying, you know what? What if we don't rely on Dak Prescott bailing us out on third and 10, on third and seven? What if we don't run the football on first and 10 and then do it again on second and 10? What if we make life easier on Dak? The Cowboys could be saying all of that, but they're not. So, unfortunately, and I say this because I think that the Cowboys could be more efficient with their offense, they are asking Dak Prescott to play hero ball. And there is no, no way to talk about the three Cowboys that must show up and not touch you know, the, the quarterback as one of the players. It's got to be Dak Prescott. He's got to show up. I think that Dak Prescott is a tremendous quarterback. I think that he is very good. I think that he gets over-criticized because of the interceptions, even though they have been a problem, even those who, you know, have been, because I, because I know that some of them have not been his fault, a lot of them, actually. Some of them have, and it's okay to say that. It's okay to, to, to say that. But, man, make life easier on him. I'm not sure if the Cowboys will do that. They have shown us that they won't all season long, probably. And you can go back from week seven until this time. And that's what I was showing you, actually. I forgot to mention it. This is EPA per play since week seven. Dak Prescott is number three in the NFL since he returned in QB efficiency. Because this is EPA per play combined with completion percentage over expectations. And Dak Prescott has been the third most efficient QB in the NFL since he returned. Keep in mind that these numbers include the interceptions that he has thrown since his return, which have been a ton. So these numbers mean that even with the interceptions, he's still number three in the NFL in efficiency. If you exclude turnovers, he goes to number two. And the difference between number two and number three widens as well. So Dak has been playing great, but... Part of that has been on third down. And the problem with third down, as we saw firsthand in week 18, is that sometimes it is not sustainable. So sometimes you cannot go eight for 10 on third down, or maybe even a more conservative number, like say six for 10. It's hard to do that in the NFL. Third down offense has never been sustainable. That is why teams like the Chiefs, teams like the Bills, you know, and even the Bengals lately have always their, you know, the pedal to the metal on first down, on second down, they're throwing the ball. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are one of the teams that run the football the most in neutral situations on early down. So hopefully that changes. 
I think that the Cowboys will stick to what they do. Uh, maybe the fact that they're facing a top-tier defensive line that already showed you in week one that it's tough to run on them, maybe the Cowboys change their approach and maybe they want to exploit a banged-up secondary from Tampa Bay. But at the end of the day, I think that Dak Prescott will need to show up because I think that the Cowboys will put a lot on his plate once more. Let's see here. Noah Brown at least stepped up, says Joel. Joey Bella says Dak needs to run the game anytime he can get. Run the ball anytime that he can get. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Sloppy toxic mouth. <laughs> Shout out to Joey Bella. That is his username right now. Uh, I think that Dak could run the football a little bit more. I would love to see the Cowboys implementing more designed QB keepers as well especially near the goal line. I've always thought that Dak Prescott could be as lethal as prime Russell Wilson was running some read plays near the goal lines. Russell Wilson, at, at when he was at Seattle in his prime, that was kind of an unstoppable move. Mark says, hey, Mo, you should compare Dak's number to, to Josh Allen's. Man, when, when Josh Allen threw that, uh, what was it, his second turnover, I couldn't stop thinking, man, if that was Dak Prescott, we wouldn't, we would not be hearing the end of it. Man, the Ravens, the Ravens are knocking on the Bengals' door. That would be insane if the Bengals lose this game. Now, by the way, Payo McCartney says, I can see a rematch versus San Francisco. For those of you who maybe have not uh, been paying too much attention to the NFL playoffs today, the results around the league are pretty clear. Whoever wins tomorrow night is making the trip to San Francisco while the Giants are making the trip to the Philadelphia Eagles. That is official now. So if the Cowboys advance, they are facing the San Francisco 49ers and Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. An instant playoff rematch that would be, and with instant, I mean from one year to another, against the team that eliminated them last year. Bruce says, Mo, I thought about Trevor Lawrence throwing four picks, and if that were Dak, we'd never hear the end of it. Not even if Dak had the same second-half performance, right? That is true. But since it is Trevor Lawrence, since it is not the Dallas Cowboys, we're hearing about how Trevor Lawrence is amazing, which he is, by the way, which he is. My point here is that it is funny how Dak and the Cowboys usually get treated differently. Cody Reyes says, Brock Purdy hasn't played a good defense. Man, uh, Brock Purdy, here's the thing about Brock Purdy. Winning is a powerful draw, and the 49ers have been on a run. 11 win streak, if you include their playoff win against the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully, this topic is relevant to us when we talk about it next week. I really hope so. But here are some early thoughts on, on Brock Purdy. Let's be opt, uh, let's let's play the optimist role here and talk about you know what that could look like. And, and a quick thought on Brock Purdy, since he is such a controversial topic. He's been playing good football, like he is legit. But also, he's getting treated like uh, by some like the best rookie ever. And I saw this NFL rookie watch Twitter account post a throw from Brock Purdy to the left sideline and go, what a throw by Brock Purdy. 
when the guy is literally throwing into coverage. And if that was a good throw, that was a touchdown any day of the week. In contrast, he sets up his receiver to get blasted by the by the crashing safety. So I think I think that he has played good. I think that he is legit. I think that the 49ers are a big time threat to the Cowboys and to any team that plays in front of them. But I do think that uh, the Brock Purdy hype has been getting a little bit out of hand. <laughs> Eagles have not played anyone, says Joel Wilson. Man, I, I for one, have always said that uh, strength of schedule is also always an overblown story. But we hear about that all the time with the Cowboys, how the Cowboys have not played anybody, blah, blah, blah. Cowboys are 5-3 and three against playoff teams. The last time that the Eagles have beaten a playoff team that was not the New York Giants happened mid-October. And when you think about that, that is kind of crazy. I think that the Eagles are actually, like, they are a beatable team. I'm not saying that, you know, if the Cowboys make it to the divisional round, they will. I have not, not a prediction yet. But for the meantime, let's worry about the Tampa Bay Bucks. And with that, it's time for betting the Cowboys. For those of you who are new to the show, every single week, we've given out the best bet of the week to make for every Cowboys game. The only rule is that it has to be a minus 110 bet. Essentially, an even bet. It cannot be something super safe. It cannot be super something super crazy. So this is the segment of the show in which we get into the predictions. So I will give you my bet. But before I give you that, do me a favor and hit the like button. And, and also, and also, Drop your score prediction in the chat. Remember that that thumbs up takes about one second to, to press on it. And it is the single biggest thing that you can do to help out the show. So do me a favor, hit the thumbs up and drop your score prediction for Dallas versus Tampa Bay right now in the chat. Do me a favor. Let's go. Betting the Cowboys season, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. My bet. Oh boy, I'm nervous about this one. I'm nervous about this game. I don't know if I will be able to sleep tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The best bet of the week. The Cowboys are 2.5 point favorites. The over under is at 45 and a half. My bet for the Cowboys' first playoff game of the year is the Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half. Listen, the number is below a field goal. So this is close to a pick'em, not exactly, but you know, close to a pick'em. Here's what I think about this game. The reasons why we want to pick the Bucks have more to do with previous seasons than it has to do with this season. I just don't trust the Buccaneers offense to keep up with the Cowboys offense. I think that the Cowboys defense is still good. It is still legit. They have struggled because of that that outside cornerback opposite Trevon Dix. I am expecting the Cowboys to figure that out on this game. And maybe the recipe to that is Xavier Rhodes, who 
I mean, he was an all-pro in 2017. He has gone to the Pro Bowl three times. It's not like he was on vacation when the Cowboys called him. He was just waived by the Buffalo Bills because of roster management stuff. He played two games for Buffalo. So Xavier Rhodes might be ready to go for the Cowboys this Monday night. And that means at least, you know, something close to average cornerback play, which might be all that the Cowboys need to limit an offense that has not generated big plays all season long. They had three versus the Carolina Panthers. But other than that, they have been one of the worst offenses in the NFL generating big plays. I think that the fact that Tom Brady is not a guy that can roll out of the pocket like the Jaguars did to the Cowboys and the Titans and the Texans. You know, Brady is, of course, better than many of those guys, but he will need to work from the pocket like a traditional pocket passer. And I think that the Cowboys will get pressure on him. I really think that. So give me the Cowboys. I think they're the better team. And I think that our biases are making us think that the Cowboys won't win this one. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a close one. The Bucs do have a good defensive line. Brady has two 1,000-yard receivers. This is not going to be an easy game. But I think that the Cowboys shine as the best team around. Now, I'm going to get into the uh, scores in the chat. While you do that, uh, keep keep. Keep pouring them in while you do that. And before I give you my actual score prediction, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because we've got the ride of the week, the 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Turbo All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $38,350. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot which is a game-changing feature. It's got hands-free liftgate, lane departure warning, and a miles per gallon capacity of 22 when you are in the city. That goes up to 27 when you are in the highway. You can check out the pictures and the features all on freemanmazda.net. You can get your free quote. And as always, remember that Freeman Mazda is a family-owned business for over 65 years. And when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Once more, check it out over at freemanmazda.net. My score, my one mode prediction is 30 to 23. Give me three passing touchdowns for Dak. Give me two touchdowns for Tom Brady. I think that this becomes a high scoring game relatively. 53 points total, my prediction, you know. Uh, And this is always just to illustrate because as, as Gilbert says, I never like to predict scores on a game because if I could predict this score on a game, I would be a billionaire. And I agree. This is just to paint a picture, man. For Of course. Let's see here. 42-24 says David. Says, I'm so pumped, man. I am too. 27-17 says uh, Junior Carrillo. 28-17 says Donna. 20-14 uh, for Joel. Let's see here. 28-17 says Bruce. Who else? Who else do we have here? Uh, 27-21 for Ines. Jack goes with 20, uh, 35 to 21. Clayton, sir, goes with 35-10. Cowboys, ooh-wee. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Man, I will tell you something, though. From what we have seen, 
the super wildcard round. I'm just expecting all of us to age like 30 years before the game is over. Like the games have been intense. Even 49ers Seahawks, which was kind of a blowout at the end of it. The first half was crazy. Like Seattle was fighting the 49ers. So I I'm just expecting a long night, folks, for better or worse. 24-10 is toxic, Tom, but, you know, in favor of the Bucks, he says, expect another repeat from last year. Uh, Russell goes with 31-17. It's going to be a fun one. Here are three more betting picks for you. And these are just betting props for fun. I'm not even sure if I'm going to bet them, but I like them. I think that I will. Just, you know, beer money. Not, not, not anything uh, huge or anything like that. But here are my three additional props since it is the playoffs and we want to have fun. Let me say if you would bet or not, okay? I will give you my three props and you will let me know in the chat, bet or not, okay? Are we ready? All right, here we go. Minus 115 odds, so pretty close to even. Dak Prescott over 244 and a half yards, passing, passing yards. 244 and a half. Bet or not? Nah? Let me know in the chat. Man, I think that this is going to be one of those games in which Prescott is going to throw the football a lot. So I, I like the over. I like the over, man. Uh, Gene Suss goes with over, so that's a bet. Uh, Dan goes with bet. Mark goes with bet. David also goes with bet. All right, Corey too. Man, everyone's everyone's betting that. You know... The downside of it is that if the Cowboys win, like we want them to win, and maybe they look dominant too, the Cowboys might run the football a lot. But I don't think it will be that kind of game. I think it will be one of those in which Dak is going to have to maybe throw the football over 40 times even. Ron Pollard runs Joel. Gary goes with bet. Inez bet. David bet. Donna as well. Junior Carrillo says, if Prescott is throwing that much, we are going to lose. We need to run the ball. But, man, the Buccaneers, though, the Buccaneers are good at stopping the run. Like, they've got Vita Vale, Akeem Hicks. The Cowboys have not rushed for over four yards per carry since the Houston Texans game. That is a concern to me. So, so I, I'm expecting a huge passing game on this one. On a similar note, get ready for another bet or not. Nah. Dalton Schultz, four and a half catches over, plus 130. So we're getting plus money on this. For every 100 bucks that you bet, you get 130 in winnings. So I like the odds. I like the odds. Dalton Schultz over four and a half catches. I think that, you know, Dak might be tempted to work that middle of the field, especially if Todd Bowles insists on blitzing his linebackers, you know, Devin White is, is a menace blitzing. That's what Todd Bowles likes to do. He will blitz your quarterback. It doesn't matter the situation. So I think the Dalton Schultz will be huge on this game. Corey goes with nah. Dance is bad. Juniors is bad. Uh, everyone's is bad, pretty much. Bruce has pushed. Man, how? How can you push that? It's four and a half, <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Brett goes with bet. Trick says, but Dalton needs eight catches. Goodbye, Noah. 
All right, my last one before we get out of here. Micah Parsons, over 0.75 sacks. In other words, this Micah, Micah gets a sack. That is my bet. Micah gets a sack, and that is at plus 125. So we're also getting plus money on it, which makes sense. You know, sucks. sacks are hard to come, to come by. Bet or not. Those are my only bets, ladies and gentlemen. Bet, 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 says uh, Dan. Mark also likes it. He's his bet. Parsons, a lot of exclamation marks on that comment. Micah with two, says Corey. There you go. Brad, Corey, Peter, Stoy, Bella, Donna. All right, all right. Oh, boy. I won't see you tomorrow night. I won't see you. Because you will get game day coverage from my man Skywalker Steel and former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly, as we do it here on ADC Sports Dallas. Tom Toxic Tom says, Mo, how much would you wager on a Dallas win? I don't discuss, you know, I don't discuss the actual numbers, but I will tell you what: every bet of mine, except for props, is the same unit. Like I use the same number for every bet. Even if I like a play more than other, I just I just know that I have some biases, so I keep it to one unit per game per bet. So, for example, tonight I bet uh, Ravens plus eight and a half. That was a unit. I played Bills minus fourteen. That was a unit. Obviously, that wasn't a win. This is looking good though. So you know, just the one unit. But hey, I was saying. Won't see you tomorrow night. I will see you until Tuesday night. You can catch the morning show tomorrow with Skywalker Steel. You can check the game day show as well. We will be back on Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something, man. I don't want to talk about coaching hires. I don't want to talk about the hot seat for Mike McCarthy. I want to talk to you about how the Cowboys got a double versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's what I want. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I, I won't won't lie to you. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. See you tomorrow night. Hopefully. No, Tuesday night. It's Tuesday night. Hopefully we talk about a playoff win and we're not talking about whether the Cowboys should get rid of Mike McCarthy or not. Whether Dak Prescott is the quarterback or not. Just get me there. Get me there. Might have one of those hot teas that are made for sleeping or maybe some melatonin. I don't know. I just, we need some sleep. We need some sleep. Shout out to all of you. Hit the like button. Share the stream. I will see you tomorrow night. Prime time brought to you by FreemanMass.net. Adios. Nos vemos el día de martes. Nos vemos. Bye-bye. Playoffs. Post-temporada. Let's go.